Imputed Podcast starts right now. Welcome to another edition of the Asman and Budic Show podcast. Jake Asman alongside Dan Budic. And great show in store as Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network is set to call us in just a bit. Yeah, so much going on in the NFL earlier today. Adrian Peterson took the plea deal. He'll avoid jail time. But when are we going to see him back on an NFL field? That's the big question. Will it be with Minnesota? Will it be this season? All these things are, are up for debate. And, of course, Tony Romo, what is his status? The Cowboys are in London this weekend taking on the Jaguars. You have a lot of news surrounding Jadavian Clowney and what his status is with the Texans going forward. So we're going to touch on all these stories with Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network right after this. You are listening to the Asman and Butted Podcast on ICTV.org and on iTunes. Welcome back to the Asman and Butick Show. Jake Asman alongside Dan Butick and now Dan joining us on the phone line. You see him on NFL Network, Ian Rappaport. He's an NFL media insider. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at The Rap Sheet. Ian's nice enough to give us a couple minutes of his time. Ian, thank you so much. Sure, guys. No problem. What's happening? Nothing much, Ian. Thanks so much for coming on again. You know, with Adrian Peterson today accepting the plea deal, how important was that to get him back onto an NFL field? Uh, Adrian Peterson was was not going to play football again for the Vikings or for anyone else until after his legal matter was resolved and. Uh, this was a, a necessary step. Now, the other uh, way he could have done it was he could have gone to trial. And, uh, you know, there was obviously a trial tentatively set uh, for next month. But, you know, even still, it might have taken, obviously, a couple of days, could have been a couple of weeks. Um, you know, just delaying and delaying when Adrian Peterson could get, get back on the field, which was certainly one of his goals here. So he accepted the plea deal. Uh, he is not going to have jail time. He is going to serve. Uh, 80 hours of community service. He'll be placed on probation. He'll pay a $4,000 fine. And now we just wait uh, to see what the NFL is going to do, what specifically Roger Goodell is going to do. When is he going to take uh, Adrian Peterson off the commissioner's exempt list? And um, at this point, no one knows the firm answer to that. Ian, when do you think that we could see Adrian Peterson back out there on the field? Well, I would be surprised from what I know now if he's not on the field before the end of the 2014 season. I'm also told to not expect immediate reinstatement. So I guess the the simple answer is sometime between after immediate and before the end of the season. Uh, because if it's you know if he's not reinstated this season, the NFL will get a challenge from the Players Association on that. Uh, may not be something they want to deal with. Uh, but at this point, you know, maybe a couple of weeks, uh, we wait. Ian, with everything that's happened in the NFL between Ray Rice and Greg Hardy, how important is it for Roger Goodell and the, and the NFL offices to nail this one? Well, I, I think the main thing they want to do is just make sure they do what's right and what's fair. You know, I think every you know, every time they make a decision, they want to do uh, what's best. And, you know, obviously um, all eyes are on them as far as Peterson, as far as Ray Rice. Um, you know, there's every decision they make in this case and the Ray Rice case is going to set the precedent for for future cases uh, for how the commissioner's exemplus was used, for how they deal with a player who uh, has pleaded no contest, which is basically uh, resolving his own legal matters. Um, it's you know, so much of this is unprecedented. Uh, I mean, teams didn't even know the Panthers used the commissioner's exemplus on Greg Hardy. They didn't even know what it was until the Vikings used it. Um, so, so much of this we don't know, 
we'll simply find out once it happens. Now, Ian, what do you think Peterson's status with the Vikings in the future is going to be? Obviously, he's turning 30 years old, and he's got a high cap hit for next season. Do you think long-term he could still be a Viking? Well, what the Vikings wanted last year and the year before was for Adrian Peterson to open their stadium. You know, he was the face of their franchise. Um, he was the guy they wanted to use to help sell tickets and um, you know, basically build momentum for their new stadium. Well, a lot of that has dissipated. But when I've asked Viking sources, can you tell me that Peterson will not be on the team in 2014, nobody has said that. So you know, what that means is you know, obviously the door is open for his return, and uh, maybe now that the climate has settled a little bit, they're a little more open to having him back on the field. Um, you know, because the, the alternative is they would just cut him, get reinstated and cut him. Um, but look, they're, you know, they're suddenly in the playoff hunt. Um, you know, it's, it would be naive to say that this happens in a vacuum. You know, all these decisions relate to football as opposed to life, uh, you know, along with life. So um, surely they will consider football in this too. Moving a little on the field, obviously you have uh, the Cowboys going to London this weekend. What are you hearing about Tony Romo and his status for this weekend? Well, there's a lot of optimism for Romo. really sounds like he's going to play. Uh, he wants to play. He's feeling a little bit better. Um, and, you know, the, they wanted to make sure the flight didn't negatively affect him. Sounds like just reading his, and seeing his comments today that he was fine. Um, you know, plus, obviously what we saw from Brandon Whedon was not good. Uh, was just not good. And, um, you know, they want – I know fans want Tony Romo back on the field. I know he wants to be back on the field. Uh, certainly the team, after seeing what Brandon Whedon did for them, wants him back more than anyone. Switching to another NFC East quarterback in Nick Foles, what's his status for the future with the Eagles? Obviously he's not going to be able to play for a couple weeks, and Mark Sanchez is going to be the starter there. But what are you hearing about Nick Foles' potential future with the Eagles organization? Well, um, you know, he's going to be out four to six or six to eight weeks with his broken collarbone. And, you know, that, that does set up the possibility where if they make the playoffs, they will have to decide, is it going to be Mark Sanchez or is it going to be Nick Foles? Um, you know, at, at this point, the way he's played, um, you know, the way he played this year was not along the lines of the franchise quarterback they thought he would be. Um, so you know, either they'll have to figure that out or he'll have to play better. Uh, and Sanchez is on a one-year deal, so if they want to keep him, they have to extend him. Um, so a lot of balls in the air for the Eagles, a lot of options as far as what they're going to do. But until they see Sanchez on the field, you know, they risk getting into a situation like the Redskins got where they thought Kirk Cousins may be their future. He went out and played, proved he is not, and then they had to re-embrace RG3 once he got back healthy. Um, you know, my guess is the Eagles stay mostly sound in their quarterback situation because I could play out a number of different ways. And when you look at when Nick Foles comes back, do you see a situation where where he serves as Mark Sanchez's backup at full health? Uh, at this point, you know, I just don't know. Um, you know, what if Sanchez plays like he played in the preseason and and you know lights it up with this really with this offense that really is is beneficial to him? You know, he's smart. He can make quick decisions. He can get the ball out, um, and you know, it, it's a the kind of thing where he could reinvent himself, but he might do it at the expense of Nick Foles. Um, I don't know. That's a fascinating quarterback situation going forward. And we're talking with Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. Ian, of course, the NFL Media Insider. And make sure you tune in to Thursday Night Football on NFL Network. You got the Browns and the Bengals this week at 825 is kickoff. Coverage begins at 6 o'clock with NFL 
total access. And Ian, switching to the New York Giants for a second, we're still staying with those NFC East teams. The Giants are now 3-5. and five. They have Seattle, San Francisco, and Dallas coming up on their schedule. If they missed the playoffs this season. That's now five times in their last six years that they've missed the playoffs, of course. What are the chances that the Giants may make a change, whether it be Tom Coughlin at the head coach or make a change at the general manager position? Well, you know, in those five of six not making the playoffs, there's also a Super Bowl win. Uh, and that, you know, that's Tom Coughlin's second. And that, that really um, sort of gives him the, the license to be treated a little differently by the Giants. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think they would do anything to embarrass him. I think they would certainly try their best to make sure he made the decision about his future, whether he wanted to resign if it came to that or, or what. Um, the other thing I would say is the Giants were in a similar position last year, and they finished really strong. Um, you know, I, I don't know that they really have great, good enough players um, to ask Tom Coughlin to win right now. You know, obviously the past couple of years, especially mid-rounds, it's been, it's been difficult to find a lot of talent. Um, so, you know, I would say everyone's at risk, but, you know, I don't think the Giants would do anything rash specifically as it comes to Tom Coughlin. Uh, you bring up an interesting point. So the Giants spent, you know, the most money in NFL free agency, and they sit here at three and five. Is Jerry Reese on the hot seat then? Come season's end. Well, you know, this is an organization that doesn't make quick decisions, rash decisions. Um, they take their time on everything. Um, so I, I would think they'll weigh it very carefully. You know, do you? Um, you know, it's tough to argue with some of the, the free agent moves. A lot of them have worked out. There's been some injuries though. You know, obviously, Cruz gets injured. Um, you know, Beckham had injury issues first four games of the season. Um, you know, Prince of Mukamar just tore his bicep. He's out. Um, you know, they've had so many injury issues. That is that the reason, or is it Jerry Reese? Um, these are the things the Giants are going to have to think about. Um, not pleasant conversations, but, but certainly relevant ones. Now, Ian, you actually reported that the Texans are frustrated with Jadavian Clowney. Is there anything else you know about that situation, how it's unfolding? Well, you know, they just want him to play. I mean, that's the bottom line. You know, he's a he's a rookie, high expectations. They love his talent. They've been dying to get him out on the field with with JJ Watt and just unleash those two guys uh, on NFL offensive lines. It just hasn't happened. You know, it's I'm not surprised the Texans are frustrated, uh, and I know that. Um, you know, obviously, um, you know they. It's the first time he's Clowney has really dealt with adversity, uh, either as a professional or really in college. Uh, it's been a hard year for him; had a couple surgeries, um, so they understand. But really, they just wanted to play. They just wanted to get on the field. You talk about the other team in New York, the New York Jets, at where they are right now, one and eight. We know Rex Ryan won't be back. Do you feel that John Idzik, the Jets' general manager, is going to get a chance to, to hire his own head coach? Yeah, I don't. I don't know anything about the. the that a coaching decision has been made. Um, you know, I really don't. And I know it's easy to say that obviously Rex will be gone. Uh, I think all options are on the table. You know, if they, if the Jets management decide that Rex is the best coach they would find if they went and found another one, they might just, you know, tell John Idzik that he didn't do a good enough job building this team, let him go, and and move on with Rex and a new general manager. Um, you know, I, I think for the for the Jets, you know, they could go a number of different ways. They could also clean house and say, we're going to completely start new. But they better know who they're going to hire. You know, that's part of the problem is, um, you know, they had such trouble finding a general manager a couple of years ago that you have to think the search, you know, would be would be difficult. You know, who, who and who is that next rising star that's going to fix their team and who's the coach who would come do it? 
You know, it's if they better know before they make any decision because uh, it's certainly tough in New York and personnel-wise, they're in a really difficult spot. Um, so they need to really hit this one on the head. I think you brought up an interesting point right there, Ian. Don't you think it would be so tough for them to bring in another general manager now with Rex Ryan there, as if to to sell it to another general manager that they cannot bring in his own their own head coach? Yeah, and that's the same problem they faced last time. But you know, if you found a guy who supported Rex, and you know, if they gave Rex Ryan a real extension and said, "We are not firing you. You're going to be our coach because we think you're really good. You're just going to see this through." then it might be a little easier. You just have to find a guy who believes in Rex Ryan. Um, but what you're not going to find is the guy, general manager is going to come in here, Rex be a lame duck coach, and they're both fighting for their job. That's that's what that's simply not going to work. Now, Ian, before we let you go, we had noticed on Twitter that <laughs> your son Max actually has a Twitter account. So what was the thought process for creating <laughs> such a very funny Twitter account for very everyone funny. to enjoy? Well, uh, you know, I didn't I didn't really have anything to do with it. Uh, Max created it himself. Really? So, really? Yeah, no, he's he's really smart. I mean, he's you know he's 15 months old, but um, <laughs> you know he's I think he's wise beyond his years. And you know he wanted a Twitter account. Uh, I was I obviously wasn't going to stop him. Uh, you know, and I really support him going forward. Ian, great stuff. Thanks so much for coming on. All right, thanks guys. Special thanks once again to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network for a couple minutes of his time. And Dan, I thought the most interesting thing that Ian said was that he thinks that Adrian Peterson might actually play again for the Vikings this season. Yeah, I was a little surprised too, but to be honest, if they're in the playoff hunt, they might need him to put him over the top. It was interesting what he said about how they wanted AP through this season because of the fact that they're opening a new stadium. But now you look at the Vikings going forward, and what do you do with Peterson in the future? He has a high salary cap hit, as I mentioned with Ian just before. He's turning 30 years old, and he's going to be 30 years old by the start of next season. The Vikings are going to be faced with a very tough decision what to do at the running back spot with Peterson. And then you bring him in. What if you bring him in week 15 or 16? You're in the playoff hunt. The guy hasn't played all year. So, you know, that's a risk for just on his part for injury. You know, you just jump in there week 14, 15 and, and try to run the ball like they're going to do with him. You know, that's going to be tough on his body. And plus, I know he's Adrian Peterson and we know how great this guy can be. But once again, Dan, you said it. The guy has not played at all this season. You throw him in, what, week 14, week 15. How effective can he be? Without really playing, you can make the case, yeah, maybe he's fresh because he hasn't played, but running backs need training camp for a reason. You're you're going such an extended period of time. How do we know what type of shape Adrian Peterson would be in? You you really don't know. So I I think that was the most interesting thing Ian touched on. But, you know, that's going to be a big story winding down this NFL season. But that's going to do it for us. He's Dan Budick. I'm Jay Gasman. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you again to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network for calling in. We'll be back with the Football Frenzy podcast later in the week. So long, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Asman and Budic podcast. Make sure you go on to iTunes and subscribe to the show.